0: hi i'm holly and i am danielle and you're listening to the spooky hour fuck dog ford i'd like to start this off right into it very personal and we fucking hate our premiere because he's a fucking moron and that's all i have to say yeah
1: so in breaking news um we're in lockdown I again no wait we're not in lockdown we're in we're taking a break we're breaking up with each other yeah emergency break gray mm-hmm. lockdown restriction but not stay at home is yeah. what we're in and um, stores
0: can stay at like 50 percent capacity if you're like costco and all these big box stores but the little stores can only have like one person in the store at a time and
1: hairdressers are closed tattoo artists are closed all of these people who like you know are struggling their stations anyways even pre-covid have to close yeah um yeah so we're not happy um this is gonna be a a ranting episode we'll probably yell about a lot of things throughout this episode (laughs) here's the thing we want to i just want to make this clear that we are totally pro lockdown but this is not a lockdown what we're doing no this is not a lockdown i'm sorry
0: <laughs> it makes like no fucking sense it's just it's he's gonna do this for it's for the next four weeks we're gonna do this and then it always it's always around a fucking holiday too so yeah and so he does this for four weeks and then he'll open it up again and then the numbers are gonna get bad again because it didn't fucking solve anything in the goddamn first place because you put no we were like
1: place we were at like 900 cases when we opened up yeah like what the fuck the lot. La- so the first time we opened up we were at like 80 yep. that makes sense 900 <laughs> is insane <laughs> like uh, and uh i feel i was just telling danielle i feel especially bad for restaurant owners right now especially like the little small mom and pop ones because i think it was less than a week ago dear doug announced that they could open up to 50 people yeah so they were buying food they were prepping whatever ppe they needed to prep you know they spent money in order to rush to open only to be shut down again less than a week later so i don't mister i love business i'm a businessman has just took a giant dump on all of business right now
0: yeah and then he's blaming it on on all the young people that go to work and work at grocery stores but don't get offered sick days because doug ford took that away from them too and they can't afford to live and
1: do you remember like last year when we were like shit talking trump and that was much more fun because it wasn't like uh, you uh, know nurse. us yeah um, <laughs> that it wasn't fun for us don't get us wrong we, we felt very bad for you guys at the time but we would now like that same empathy directed at us yeah <laughs>
0: because fuck it's just so stressful and so stupid and
1: i just feel so bad for everybody i'm very lucky in that my job is not and has not been affected and probably nothing's gonna change for me in this lockdown because we're quote essential um i just don't go to the office anymore we're just like permanently (laughs) from home so (laughs) i have to go to the office i don't know if it's gonna drop down but i am currently in the office half of the week um i don't see them pulling back because we have our fucking glass dividers and whatever the hell now um do you have tinfoil
0: hats i want tinfoil hats
1: (laughs) i know but i'm gonna start wearing one yeah (laughs) but i just feel so bad for everybody who is affected i have a lot of friends in the music industry still yeah um fun fact i don't know if i've ever said that i used to work not in the fun side of the music industry but you know the music industry nonetheless and uh, the law side
0: of the music industry
1: yeah it was the boring side um (laughs) but i have a lot of friends still in the industry who have not worked since 2019 basically yeah because you can't have events yeah and it's you know it's not like jobs are falling out of the sky right now and i don't know i just seeing all of it i'm an i'm I'm an empath and i just it makes me sad seeing it all happening and i feel i can't do anything to help you know what i mean like i want to help people but you know the fuck can i do
0: yeah we literally can't fucking do anything because just got to stay in our house yeah i want the vaccine so bad shoot
1: me up shoot me up oh my boyfriend's getting his on tuesday so jelly. there's some good news yay Perks of being he's being a scientist he's a yeah he's a scientist so he, he got like an email through his work um and it was really fast for him like he got a response right away with an appointment so that's cool i know it's him. not that great for all of ontario we're also having a problem with fucking vaccine rollout so uh god help us so yeah that's um that's where we're at right now it's yeah. gonna be a, a ranty episode i think <laughs> i think i mean it's
0: happy lo- well by the time you listen to this the long weekend's over but i guess it's an easter monday but it's not a holiday for us but it's good friday right now which means jesus we don't have to work so it's good. Oh, good i thought you were gonna say what
1: jesus was
0: <laughs> i don't i'm not religious so i'm not gonna say anything about this weekend because i have no idea why it's called good friday
1: i just know that jesus christ superstar is on the tv all weekend long and i'm about to have a real good weekend oh my Um, gosh (laughs) that's my favorite i made carl watch it last year i'm also gonna let everybody know that his birthday is easter weekend and i make him watch jesus christ superstar on his birthday weekend every year so carl's (laughs)
0: jesus
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much um but yeah we hope you're enjoying whatever sort of long weekend you get and uh if you're in ontario uh we hope you got to like vent some anger have a drink on the patio it's cold but the the sun's out so yeah that's yeah
0: it's sunny that's all that matters. i mean it's sunny but my pool out back for the dog is it was water because it rained a couple days ago now it's ice again so it was
1: freezing (laughs) we went from like it was 20 degrees the other day and i'm pretty sure it was minus two yesterday celsius google it i'm not telling you fahrenheit
0: (laughs) right now i have my 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 temperature right in front of me that reads outside it's negative one fuck and it's (sighs) sunny as fuck so
1: and it always snows Easter weekend, so we know that's coming. Yeah. So it was snowing yesterday. It was really pretty. I didn't get anywhere I was. It was just like light flurries it didn't stay, but it's It seemed to be more out your way. I, was I didn't see any.
0: I love snow, but like fuck I'm over snow, man.
1: <laughs> we love snow on Christmas.
0: Yeah. Oh, Miss Miss Kylo just let herself up. Hello, Kylo. <laughs> She's like, I heard uh, my pool, you talk about my pool, let's go play in the pool.
1: <laughs> She's recording with us today. She wants to be in this episode. Our yeah. little mascot. Yeah. Um, uh, with that, uh I think I feel a little bit better. I think so, I don't. Too. I don't know if I'm done yelling yet, but like we might as well get spooky and then keep yelling where we see fit. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so
0: mine's not really that spooky, but I've always have been fascinated with this case. It's not really a case, but it's of two twins, and. Uh-huh. It's nothing paranormal, but I hope you find it interesting. So we're just going to go I'm intrigued. It. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about June and Jennifer Gibbons, um, or better known as the Silent Twins.
1: Oh. Ooh. Creepy. <laughs> right? So- Is this where the, the Shining or whatever? Are they-
0: I mean, they could pass as the, the the Shining Twins. Yeah. Do you
1: think they were inspo? No. Okay. Because no. but... that's totally what I pictured when you said that.
0: <laughs> but like, honestly, like, they are just absolutely fascinating and- it's just, it's just crazy what the world can make people do, and I really do feel like, the I'll get into it, but like the world affected them in such a negative way, and the, that was the reason why they are, they the way they are, and we're just gonna, we're gonna talk about it.
1: Oh my um, gosh, I'm ready.
0: Okay, so June and Jennifer were born. Hold on, I'm gonna wait because my dog has decided to like chop the <laughs> <my> water. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on for a quick second.
1: Fucking Kyla.
0: Um, so June and Jennifer were born on April 11th 1963, in Barbados to Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons. The Gibbons family ended up um, immigrating to Bar- from Barbados to Great Britain, um, where June and Jennifer would grow up with their two older siblings, Greta, who was born in 1957, and David, who was born in 1959. And I think they ended up having a younger sibling after that, but I didn't catch her name, so my bad. Um. <laughs> uh gloria was a housewife and um aubrey was worked like as a technician for the royal air force uh once june and jennifer started speaking their parents realized something wasn't quite right like it wasn't your normal like everyday child speak like learning to talk um they did have like a uh, a speech impediment and their parents had to like guess what they were saying like every time they would say something like what are you saying like repeat it repeat it kind of thing yeah um, which actually ended up frustrating the twins uh, they seemed to be um, behind in their language skills as well and by like their age they shouldn't be um, and they were pretty much like glued at the hip so they were very 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 bonded um, and like codependent almost almost on each other yeah but what was also weird about their speaking was that they didn't seem to be speaking english like it didn't seem like they were it was almost like a made-up language that only them like they understood with each other whoa yeah and as they grew up they really fell back into each other and pretty much refused to communicate with anyone except each other like they did with their parents like a little bit but it wasn't like normal communication um and they'd only talk to each other in again what seemed to be their own language so in school they were the the only two black children in their school and they were ruthlessly bullied um for not only being black but also silent like they wouldn't talk to anybody and they were very like when they walked they'd walk in unison like they'd like it's almost like they were like mirroring each other and like
1: wild and
0: when you look there's videos of them there is a youtube video and they end up interviewing like june and Um, So she's in it and I'll explain about that a bit uh, later, but they do have videos of them like while they were in school and they were just like stone cold, like they'd be eating and like it looks, it's almost scary. Like robotic almost? Like
1: the lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah. And they were like... That's wild. I've always been so fascinated by twins because I feel like that's... The best way to study any part of human psychology is if two people are born in the same womb and do the like you know what I mean yeah. like just comparing their brains kind yeah. of thing. It's I, I I read a lot of studies about like uh, LGBTQ with like twins and stuff like if it, are both twins gay is one twin gay because that that's the whole like are you born gay argument yeah. kind of thing like there's a lot of studies on that that I've read that are really cool I just I find twins fascinating yeah
0: they are fascinating and <laughs> yeah. these twins are very fascinating um but like being bullied for that just it fucking breaks my heart like people are so oh absolutely yeah man um so their bullying ended up getting so bad that the school would let them out like five to ten minutes early to try to avoid any bullying so instead of like stopping like the shithead kids from bullying they're like let's just make them go home early that's awful yeah it was like that bad um i felt like like, i feel like this bullying may have also like really strengthened that bond they had with each other in terms of like not speaking to anyone else and just relying on each other you know because like
1: why are they gonna talk to no one else yeah Yeah.
0: and it's like the more you get bullied for like not speaking and not being the same color like the more they're not going to talk to you
1: yeah exactly like it's
0: oh i hate people um (laughs) (laughs) i get rattled a bit in this Um, so, but the girls continued to go to school. However, they wouldn't read or write and still only spoke to each other. Uh, in 1974, John Reese, who was a medic, was doing, like, the school's, like, yearly health checks and mentioned that June and Jennifer weren't reactive to getting their vaccine. Um, so he was just, like, going down the line and, like, shooting kids up with their vaccines. Um. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so they weren't, like, they were, like, completely stone cold. Like, they just didn't give a shit that they were getting a vaccine. they didn't flinch? Yeah, they just didn't care gave no shits at all yeah (laughs) and he said they were very like doll-like and he ended up telling like the school's headmaster um the headmaster just said the girls weren't easily bothered and it said it wasn't a concern to them but reese ended up telling a psychologist behind the school and the parents backs and said they needed to um, be in therapy uh because they weren't phased by a vaccine not because of the (laughs) bullying because they weren't phased by a fucking vaccine
1: i feel like i feel like they maybe thought that i don't want to defend the behavior here but i feel like they maybe thought that the girls were just being bullied kids to a certain extent and then when they had no physical reaction to something they're like oh no something's like wrong yeah
0: like like there's something you know what I mean? there yeah because like
1: i <laughs> i was bullied as a kid and i didn't talk to anybody either kind of thing but yeah. like i definitely flinched at a vaccine
0: and then she met me
1: and then i met you and, and then the we were both died. bullied yeah <laughs> and
0: then she broke my face with some
1: blinds (laughs) (laughs) really because i believe you were the one that got in trouble for that i did get in trouble for that you broke the blinds i think you broke the blinds (laughs) are you serious i'm just gonna go back in this argument (laughs) are are you serious Are you serious (laughs) this has been like a 15 year argument between the two of
0: us remember when you slept over at my house and broke my blinds i broke the blinds there too (laughs) after i told you not to touch them
1: moral of the story is i can't touch anything
0: especially blinds because she'll break them yeah i just break them yeah that's why we got so off topic <laughs> so off topic but fuck you <laughs> <laughs> people are like i'll take oh, that one they're not even friends no i love her i just i would I'll, die without to <laughs> right bury me blinds. with bury me with those blinds <laughs> do you still have them uh no i them out. oh shit <laughs> um so now the girls ended up seeing like psychologists psychotherapists psychiatric or psych wow, I can't even say that word. Psychiatrist. <laughs> there we go. And nothing came from it besides um one of them ended up di diagnosing them as like mutes. Okay. And um so they weren't able to get the girls to communicate with anyone else except each other. Um, they ended up seeing Anne Treeharn in 1977, who's a speech therapist. Now she wasn't able to get them to communicate with her, but she was able to record them having conversations with each other while she wasn't in the room. Um, so she had, I think she had set up a video and noticed that they would talk to each other when no one was around. Yeah. So she put in like a a recorder, um, and said that in these, um, recordings that she thought june wanted to speak to Anne, but jennifer wouldn't let her um is quoted saying and i quote jennifer sat there with an expressionless gaze but i felt her power the thought entered my mind that june was possessed by her twin um so she's also noted um saying that their language that they spoke to each other was actually english and not some made-up language that everyone seemed to think but it was english but just spoken extremely fast
1: whoa and
0: they think it's because of like they girls got so frustrated because they both had the same speech impediment yeah that they they really only understood each other so they like almost... they learned how to understand each other exactly wow. so they spoke really 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 fast and just made it like kind of like their own language in a way so they like empowered That's their speech wild. impediment without yeah. realizing it which is mind-blowing that um, makes
1: me think that they're like far more intelligent than people let them be oh fuck they are they're
0: yeah they are yeah yeah um so after this june and jennifer were actually separated and sent to different boarding schools so they did this in hopes (gasps) that the girls awful yeah the parent like the parents agreed to all this by the way like they they put the girls in therapy they they did their best but (sighs) they hoped that it would break the the girls like it would not necessarily break their bond but like while being separated they would start to open up and come out of their shell however it did polar opposite of what they expected um so both june and jennifer fell back into themselves more and almost became like catonic or whatever it's called oh wow yeah yeah and so they realized this experiment of separating the girls was a complete failure ended up having them just reunite um however this made their bond stronger but in ways of it it isolated them together even more so more withdrawn from everyone they verbally stopped speaking to their parents and they would only write letters to as a way of communication with their parents wow yeah because they would talk to their parents but it would still be like a what are you saying kind of thing yeah it'd be like a one word sort of thing so june and jennifer did what holly and danielle did in 2008 and never (laughs) left their bedroom
1: (laughs) you do that now i know it's so true
0: um so they would play with dolls and write stories when they were 16 they took a creative writing course and they ended up getting one of their stories published in like vanity press yeah they pulled their money together to do so so they paid for the story to be in there but it worked um so june wrote a story it was called the pepsi cola addict but it was about a young teen seduced by his high school teacher it's it's not what you expect. <laughs> Let's wow. Let's just say that. Did you read it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I know the plot of it and I'm not going to go into it. Um, so Jennifer wrote a book called, or a story called Kamana uh, which is about an excessive violence
1: at like a disco bar. So. Wow. They were writing some pretty. out Intense yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like, it sounds like, so they were 16? 16 years old like pr- probably above their their english level
0: yeah in terms of like schooling yeah definitely wow yeah and by the time june and jennifer were 18 they started drinking excessively and doing drugs and committing petty crimes in 1981 um, they stepped up their petty crimes and ended up burning down a tractor store which caused two hundred thousand dollars worth of damage wow. they also tried to burn down a local technical college um they also even went after each other which is where it gets weird so yeah they became physically violent with each other apparently june tried to drown jennifer in a river jennifer tried to kill june by strangling her with a radio cord jesus christ yeah eventually they were put into a maximum security hospital um so this came shortly after their tractor burning incident so the girls were caught for burning down for arson um, were held in prison and once they were um, charged with the arson crime they got sent to this maximum security um hospital um in the hospital the girls were treated with antipsychotic medications. Um and medications actually had like a bad effect on Jennifer giving her like very bl- blurred vision. They mm-hmm. thought um the girls were schizophrenic so that's what they were treating the girls with with the like, yeah. medications for that. Um so I can only imagine the shit they went through in this facility. Um they were only there for or they were there for nearly 12 years. They oh, wow. they both kept diaries. Um and there is a diary entry from June. And she kind of like stated what their stay was like at this facility. Um, So I'm just going to read it now. So I quote, we got 12 years of hell because we didn't speak. We had to work hard to get out. We went to the doctor. We said, look, they wanted us to talk. We're talking now. He said, you're not getting out. You're going to be here for 30 years. We lost hope. Really? I wrote a letter to the home office. I wrote the letter to the queen asking her to pardon us to get us out. But we were trapped.
1: So I can only
0: imagine what fucking happened in that facility. So she's
1: she's saying that they did start speaking while they were there. They did, but not like
0: like a full on like communication. Okay, it was still like
1: I thought that they like secretly knew how the whole time and were just fucking with everybody. They did.
0: They knew how to communicate with people. Oh, they just okay. They, They they that's the I'm gonna get to that at the end. But like they knew how to communicate with people, but they just are so deeply rooted into each other yeah that it kind of like manifested and this was like their norm so when they when they're in this facility they would start talking to people and like not like a full-on communication but like if like a girl would say a joke they would laugh like they would understand what you're saying yeah yeah yeah. and try to make it look like they were not because they weren't crazy that was the worst part about it no
1: and they seem very very intelligent yeah it's crazy so so cool
0: yeah in 1993, June and Jennifer were being moved to a lower security clinic. Um, it's called Castlewell Clinic, which was in Wales. And when they arrived, Jennifer was unresponsive. She was quickly taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead at 29 years what? old. Yeah, she apparently died of a sudden inflammation of the heart. So now, in the days leading up to Jennifer's death, Majri Wallace, who I'm going to speak about in a few minutes, and I'll explain her connection with June and Jennifer, but I just want to get to this point first um but she was visiting june and jennifer and she played as i said a big role in getting these girls um, moved from their high security clinic to a lower lower security clinic um, but she was visiting jennifer and well, the two girls um and while visiting jennifer had said to her and i quote "Majorie, Majorie, i'm going to have to die major was confused and said she didn't have like didn't have to don't be silly and asked jennifer why she thought that and jennifer said and i quote because we've decided that
1: wild
0: yeah so (laughs) major told the doctors this and they just shrugged and said that they were being monitored so it's fine like nothing's gonna happen the morning the girls left for the new facility jennifer apparently said she wasn't feeling well in the car where they were being transported um jennifer said and i quote at long last we're out she then laid her head on june's shoulder and never woke up um the doctors wow. yeah the doctors stated there was no poison in jennifer's system the medication she was given um it were the same meds that june took and their argument was june was alive so it's fine like which is so <laughs> baffling to me that I, I was thinking this so whole
1: time uh back in this time period at these facilities they pretty much gave everyone like the same dose of the same med yeah like they didn't they didn't like we know now in in modern medicine that like different people need different not only different amounts in terms of like milligrams but maybe they need a different you know cocktail of different things but back then they were just like one pill for everybody yeah
0: that's it and like we already know that jennifer was having issues with blurred vision yeah
1: so like so obviously it was not the medication for her Mm -hmm. a really good uh example if you want to like see how that looks the queen's gambit did it really well did you watch that i know i've heard about it
0: though yeah they they
1: showed it really well um they literally just have like a jar of green pills and every single girl in this facility that she's at just gets the same green pill every day yeah even if they're healthy even if there's they're not diagnosed with anything like it's the same especially like back then they didn't give a shit right so they're just like yeah
0: Yeah. take it whatever
1: he'll help in some way so I've been I've been thinking of the Queen's Gambit the whole time. The like the facility that they're in is very similar sounding to the one that she was put into in yeah. the earlier episodes. Yeah. So I really like that show.
0: I heard it's a good show.
1: That's a chess one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's not. I thought it was just like, oh, she's a girl and really good at chess and beats a bunch not of guys. Close. But there's there's a whole bunch yeah. involved. I I really liked it.
0: Hi. So ho- Holly highly recommends. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So june wrote in her diary stating and i quote today my beloved twin sister jennifer died she is dead her heart stopped beating she will never recognize me mom and dad came to see her body i kissed her stone cold colored face i went hysterical with grief um june also wrote a poem for jennifer's headstone and it reads we once were two we two made one we no more two through life be one rest in peace and that's on her tombstone today yeah um
1: like so, give me chills. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's very like it's weird. Um so now Marjorie visited June days after Jennifer's death and noted that June was happy and ta- and talking to her and willing oh. to talk to her for the first time ever, like full on like communication, like responding to her full on sentences, engaged Eng- in the conversation. yeah So wow. so as I said, now I'm going to get into Marjorie Wallace here. So just some background on what Miss Wallace um Now, the public knew about June and Jennifer as the silent twins because of Miss Wallace. I hate saying the word Majorie, It's just I feel like I'm fucking up every time. So I'm just going to (laughs) say Wallace. Um, In the early 1980s, um, Wallace was working for the Sunday Times in London as an investigation journalist. She heard about June and Jennifer after hearing about um, them committing like that arson and speaking um, their unknown language and then only speaking to each other. Um, So she was like intrigued. And Mm -hmm. she spoke to the Gibbon family and they invited her to their home. She went through um, June and Jennifer's room and found out they loved writing and basically taught themselves how to write like through their journals and diary entries. Um, Wallace is quoted saying, and I quote, I couldn't believe this, that these girls to the outside world hadn't spoken and had been dismissed as being zombies, but had this rich imaginative life. Mm -hmm. Um, So she ended up visiting them in prison and then eventually um, the high Level like the high security um, uh, facility, like the hospital, it was called Broadmoor. She refused to give up on them, and eventually they would speak to her, but only like the one word at a time, as I said. Um, So she would make jokes and they would laugh. So she definitely bonded with them, but it wasn't like what she expected, but she just didn't give up on them. Um, Yeah, she said she also read June's diary and she felt that June felt possessed by her sister Jennifer. Um, she called Jennifer her dark shadow. In Jennifer's diary, oh. she thought June and herself were fatal enemies and described June as, and I quote, a face of misery, deception, and murder. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so these girls had what you think has some unbreakable bond, that but they actually hated each other.
1: That's so weird. Yeah, they
0: hated each other. I mean, they did try to kill each other, so, but they have like their own what you think is their own language they only communicate with each other they like when they would walk they would walk in unison they almost mirrored each other so you'd think they're like
1: like codependent but maybe they were codependent but not in like a positive way yeah exactly wild
0: and they almost got like so frustrated with not communicating with other people that they kind of like took it out on each other because it's the only person they communicated with it's just it's mind-blowing so over time their diary entries basically stated that they feared each other uh miss wallace said that june was more fearful while jennifer was like more of the dominant um so the diary entries are crazy and and are about one another some are online so i suggest go reading them i didn't want to include them all i'm online. actually
1: gonna look into this i'm fascinated by this one
0: <laughs> there's also a whole um documentary it's right as on youtube so it's free i it's um i forget what it's called but as soon as you look it up it's like the, the first freaking link it's about an yeah. hour long go go l- watch it it's insane
1: made my friday night plans you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so now june told um major miss wallace um after jennifer's death she felt like she could be free for the first time and it really opened her up she also said that jennifer had to die and they both decided that once jennifer died june would be responsible to stay alive for jennifer
1: june so- that's so weird. But there was no, like, it, like it was a, a natural death, right? As far it's as... A,
0: it's Honestly, it's unsolved as what her death was. It, they said her heart was inflamed. So there's theories on, like, the medication fucked her up. Yeah. Um, there's theories that June killed her. There's theories that Jennifer killed herself. It's There's tons of theories. So but weird. It's just her heart got inflamed and she just died. But it's weird for her to be like... Uh, it is my time to die and then literally the next day she and then dies. she just
1: died yeah. but there was no obvious signs of like someone doing that to her or her doing yeah. it to herself it's so
0: fucking wild did she have like some like do they have like some like spiritual power where they i was
1: just thinking are they like descendants of witches are they like yeah you know possessed by demons are they de- you know what i mean like i don't want to take away from these poor girls in their story but i've never heard anything quite like this it's it's just it's fascinating so june is still alive and lives in the uk
0: she isn't like this crazy outgoing person now but she lives in she's in lives normally she's a normal part of society she speaks to people um basically polar opposite of what she was growing up um june has been asked about why her and jennifer wouldn't speak to anyone else and remain like these silent twins and she is quoted saying and i quote We made a pact. We said we weren't going to speak to anybody. We stopped talking altogether. Only us two in our bedroom upstairs.
1: And that's it. There's no explanation to it. And that's it.
0: They just decided. They just decided that was it. And they would only speak to each other. And the thing that, like, it throws me is that for June to be open and communicating with people again, Jennifer had to die. That was their thought process, that one of them had to die so one could live basically which i that's is that's so, so weird. to me i
1: i was wondering if they were like um i can't remember the terms like the fraternal versus identical twins or whatever like yeah. if, th- if that matters if they were like split from one egg maybe they were like one i, I don't know how to word this i'm not smart um like <laughs> one personality that's split and you know what i mean like yeah. it's Ha, like they should have been one person and weren't yeah. and then i don't know how you know what i'm saying I, kinda... I always have these ideas in my head and i don't know how to say them smartly <laughs>
0: <laughs> i totally freaking get it but it's like it's like they were one person but put into two bodies
1: yeah and then it's almost like like i don't want to say good versus evil but like if um, i'm sorry i get confused the one that passed away was jennifer Jen, jennifer yeah. so if jennifer was quote th- the the evil leader the 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 one suppressing june yeah she was like the negative side of the personality yeah and june needed her to go because she needed like that negative personality to be gone kind of thing so weird it's just so
0: fascinating so it wasn't anything like paranormal this week but like this panda (laughs) (laughs) hi panda but this case is just it's i love that it's just so like it gets your brain working and you're just like there's so many different ways to think about it but like the thing i just can't get over is like they literally thought that they would have to communicate with each other until one of them died
1: yeah and that's
0: just how their life went
1: this is like one of the coolest things i've ever heard
0: and like does it (laughs) stem from that bullying does it because it started with their speech impediment that their parents couldn't understand so that frustrated them then they went to school and then people would make fun of them for being quiet but they didn't want to talk because of their speech impediment they didn't want to be made fun of but they just kept getting made fun of so like why would they be open so it like dove their personalities and like their minds deeper into each other yeah and they only had each other to rely on so did that like start everything and it just like snowballed from there and then once they it just got worse and worse and worse especially like if they um started getting into like alcohol that would obviously affect your mind especially if they i'm not saying they are because i don't have any evidence that they were schizophrenic but if they were being treated for that that would also be a snowball effect and like it's just so many things all engraved into one that could have been the reason why these girls ended up this way. yeah
1: i've also been sort of thinking this whole time that they possibly could have been on like the autism spectrum could have been uh because it's uh i don't want to say very common but you do see a lot of times in in children with autism where they do lack the social skills Mm -hmm. but then they're geniuses in other areas so like these girls were very good at writing and had zero communication skills other than that yep and i think if if they were on the spectrum i feel like that's that would be a factor especially like definitely yeah But just just the the whole, like, murder vibe behind it, like, I don't, I don't, not murder vibe, but the whole, like, one must die for the other to live vibe, I don't quite get that still. Like, I don't think that can be just explained away with, you know, slapping some sort of medical term on it.
0: And, like, the diary entries are a thing, like, some of them are very violent, Um, and their short stories they wrote aren't something you'd expect from a 16-year-old kid, like, we're very, very violent. And... It's just like, and then the video that's on YouTube, the interview, it's June had just got released basically from the lower, um, security, um, facility and she was just, she was talking in it. She's fucking beautiful. Like you can fully understand, like, it was amazing to see her like that. Yeah. And it, when you listen to her speak and like talk, it's just like, you wouldn't even think of any of this.
1: Yeah. Like it's just Normal... She's just sort of completely moved past it.
0: Yeah, and also like at the end she's just so excited to be out and to start living normally and having a normal life and oh, she could only get I that sh- because again. <laughs> Jennifer sacrificed herself in a
1: way. It's just it's crazy. It's <laughs> very very bizarre. I yeah. really like this. Thank you for covering it. You're welcome. It's, it's I mean, I'm thinking about this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um okay, so my case is very fucked up this week oh
0: great Uh, i feel
1: like i've gone soft over the last few weeks and i just you know wanted to go all in um i'm here for it but also terrified (laughs) uh yeah this one's it's there are several graphic warnings throughout this episode that's i think i wrote graphic warning like five times oh gosh Um, okay (laughs) i'm preparing so fun fact our lovely home province of ontario had a pretty brutal cult back in the day and i only recently learned about it like in in 2020 or so someone suggested that i look into it and i was like hold on we had a fucking cult we did (laughs) we did um so there's some really crazy stories that came out of this group uh oh i already said this slapping a big old discretion warning um so this one is not for the light of heart i tried like there was a part that i didn't even include Oh, because it was so graphic and google it that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> no thank you i'll pass I, yeah <laughs> so today i'm talking about rock tyrio and the Ant Hill kids um, i've never I, heard of them yeah i googled his name i hope to god i'm saying it right it's french wish me luck so rock tyrio was born in the the oh i, I didn't look up this word S- saguenay valley of quebec in 1947 to hyacinth and pierrette uh rock has oh sorry i said that wrong rock has alleged that his father was like really abusive towards him throughout his childhood but his father denied any of these claims uh he dropped out of school when he was only 13 years old after becoming obsessed with the idea of the apocalypse and the old testament especially the parts uh about like uh masculine authority like he loved the idea of men being a ruler
0: Oh um
1: I'm going to say a lot of people who don't turn out to be very good people like the Old Testament. So I think maybe it's time that we just burn it. Yeah. Forget <laughs> it ever existed. Like. <laughs> so we're already off to a wonderful start here. Uh, While well, he was raised Catholic, he converted to the Seventh Day Adventist Church after he dropped out of school. Uh, he gave up alcohol, tobacco, and processed foods, which that would be the hardest for me. I can't imagine a world without Big Macs. Um no. His, as Danielle had one like last night. I literally Uh, had that for dinner last night, (laughs) guys. Uh, His time with the church uh, was short-lived, however. He was removed after apparently trying to overthrow the church and become the leader. (laughs) So again, a very great start. No, I'm Jesus. Uh, (laughs) I'm right. I've run things. Um, So during his time in the church, he actually managed to gather a small group of followers who enjoyed his preaching and followed him when he separated from the church. Uh, Within a few years, this group of people would worship Rock, believing he was, quote, the people's savior. Uh, He would preach that he was put on earth by god to save the world from evil and the upcoming apocalypse all as always um like most cult leaders he was very charismatic and charming and he knew how to use his words to get his way so there were some instances uh of like like law enforcement coming to like check on him kind of thing and he would he would just like charm his way out of it kind of thing like oh nothing's okay. happening here um like he's
0: very enticing and
1: yeah he's he's one of those like charismatic leaders like the hitlers of the world and that where like everything he does is fucking awful but he um i actually say this at the end he has followers that literally followed him to prison like like still supported him post all of the convictions and everything so a lot of people ended up going back to their own families and trying to like cleanse that part out of their lives but he still had i think three or four people who like wrote it all the way out past the end
0: that's fucking terrifying like how are i, I think gullible? it's
1: I don't know, but it's always been one of my favorite things to read about is the charismatic leader because to a, to people like you and I, it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. But then you look at them and they're like, they worship him. And it, I don't know. I love, I like that we I both love had, charismatic leaders. I like that we
0: have <laughs> both had cases that like the mind is just the most intriguing thing. Absolutely.
1: And that's part of why we started this. We just love the human brain and what better way to look at it than with murder and creepy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's normal. Um, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, um <laughs> so where did i get to uh so rocks following grew larger and they decided it was time to create their own community where they could live freely and practice their religion in peace uh he forced his followers to abandon their past lives by telling them that their loved ones were all corrupted because god told him so um his followers severed all ties with the outside world and moved in together into this little commune um so originally they started in like the outskirts of quebec like they lived in the woods essentially okay (laughs) um this is giving me. So, have you seen
0: the movie The Village?
1: No, it's giving me Village vibes. So
0: if anybody's watched, anybody's watched that, you know what I'm talking about. Is that one on Netflix? Yes. Oh no. Awesome. Yeah. No. Disney Plus.
1: Oh, I think I have that. I watched Wandavision, and I can't remember if I paid after that. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty
0: good uh, a movie. Like I like it, but it's like that sort of thing. It's like a cult bringing people away from the real world into like this forest where they think they're like better and then they it's been like generations so people are just yeah. like, think that's where they live and it's yeah, yeah. It's crazy interesting i'll look yeah. into
1: that um, so, in 1978, Rock's delusions started peaking, and he had predicted that the world would end in February of 1979. He warned his followers, advising them to begin preparations immediately. Uh, his followers at this point consisted of four men, nine women, and four children, all of whom picked up and moved to a place nicknamed Eternal Mountain. Uh, so, this was a remote location near the village of saint Jogues in Quebec. Uh, the group lived in a commune made up of tents and log cabins, and I can only imagine imagine the smell of like what is that like 20 PCs? people living in tents together like no, you. um so anyways in a surprise to absolutely nobody involved february of 1979 came and went and the apocalypse did not happen That's uh according like the 2012 one. yeah or the 2000 the, when y2k and all of that stuff trust me
0: everyone was supposed to die on my oh, birthday yeah! in 2012 <laughs>
1: <laughs> did we have like a huge party that year too like we, we did oh man yeah. um so according to lord rock the the world didn't end because of the differences between the uh israelite ca- calendar and the roman catholic calendar so the dates didn't add up and he somehow missed this very large and important fact during his doomsday prep uh hmm. he got the wrong date <laughs> <laughs> not long after this giant flop the commune started to unravel uh members began talking about leaving but rock somehow convinced them to stay and that actually they needed even more members in order to prepare for the real apocalypse oh that makes a lot total sense (laughs) rock quote married all nine of the women in his commune and ended up fathering 26 children so like he did a really great job at getting more members He, he he did the thing um there's rumors that he had like over 30 kids by the time he was arrested um but at this present time that's one too many 26 children oh my god (laughs) with nine women and with his brain Uh, that's terrifying yeah so in 1981, his mental health really started to deteriorate at the expense of his followers. His preaching would grow crazier and crazier. And his latest claim was that he was some sort of God doctor who could like perform magical surgeries. Um, so here's your first graphic warning. This one involves a child. Um, just going to put that out there. Um, so in in 1981, a two-year-old boy named Samuel Gilger uh, was receiving... P- care because of of presumed urinary tract infection. Uh the only described symptom was that like he was crying when he was peeing and he would like hold it because it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um so Rock performed a horrific quote surgery on the young boy's genitals and mutilated him in the process. I'm not gonna tell you what that surgery was. You can find it on Google. Um, Obviously, the poor child was inconsolable when he woke up and he screamed relentlessly. When they couldn't get him to quiet down, Rock ordered one of his followers, Guy Veer, to beat Samuel. Oh Samuel God. died of his injuries later that day. In an attempt to hide the murder, Rock ordered his followers to burn the boy's body. Uh He punished the man, Guy Veer, uh, for killing the boy, even though he directed him to beat a two-year-old child up and... Was somehow surprised that that two year old child died. um So he punished Guy by castrating him and ordered his followers to keep the entire ordeal silent. um That's so, so the fucked
0: sh- up. What the
1: hell? Yeah, and that's that. We're only on issue number one here. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the commune came up with this story that Guy had been trampled by a horse, and that's why he lost his bits. So that's the story they came up with.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: thankfully guy veer escaped the commune on november 5th 1981 and spilled the beans to the police the police arrived a few days later to raid the property uh samuel's charred remains were discovered and rock and eight of his followers were arrested including guy who actually committed the murder essentially um so they were all charged with criminal negligence causing bodily harm and uh were released without charges how i don't know i looked it up to try to see like how the fuck it happened yeah and it looked like they just lawyered their way out like there's there's no there's no real excuse like i'm pretty sure it was just like a technical fucking thing
0: that's fucking ridiculous i could
1: not believe that um and had they caught him at this point it would end here but instead we're gonna keep going and i'm sorry uh so following the releases rock and his followers picked up and moved to the outskirts of burnt river ontario which is like uh in the Kawartha's. it's it's sort of like north ish i'm really bad with directions north ish of like peterborough Mm -hmm. um so here rock continued his rule over his followers including his 26 children and uh his few remaining followers who remained uh loyal during his short stint behind bars so they were held for like the proceedings and stuff so he did get put in jail for a little bit um Ooh, so like this slap on the
0: wrist <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah literally um so this new location uh, in burnt river is where rock came up with a nickname the anthill kids because the group lived off of the land and would make like maple syrup and smoke their own fish and all that stuff so rock would often say they were like ants working on an anthill it sounded really lovely minus the whole murdering children and like everything that's coming next um so at first everything really was lovely the group seemed to move on well from the trauma that had happened until rock started drinking contradicting his own set of rules um so when he drank, he became violent and irate. Uh, he would abuse his followers both physically and mentally, manipulating. Man- oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> manipulating them into staying with him. Uh, he would beat them at first with belts, but rapidly progressed into using hammers and the blunt oh side god. of an axe uh he gained such control over them that during this time they learned not to speak to each other unless given permission um this was kind of a smart move on rock's part because if you make them fear speaking to each other they can't plan an escape yeah so he basically made it so that you know if he caught you and i talking we'd be beaten with hammers
0: i'd be dead so long ago
1: <laughs> girl yeah we wouldn't let's be serious we wouldn't be in this situation no, we wouldn't. but i'm just saying. um <laughs> So graphic warning number two here. This part's gross. Uh, If Rock had even the slightest inkling that a follower was thinking of leaving the commune, he would suspend them from the ceiling and pluck their hairs out one by one before emptying his bowels onto them uh because that wasn't enough he would test their loyalty by making them break their own legs with hammers sit on stoves shoot each other usually in places like the shoulder where you like won't die but like holy fuck you still got shot um and (laughs) he even made them cut each other's toes off um he would also (laughs) oh my god he would also sexually assault the women in his commune believing they were his wives and therefore his property to use at will um Every member of the commune was subject to his abuse, including the children um so one evening in the winter of 1987 rock was on a rampage in one of the cabins Uh, so there's conflicting stories here as to what actually happened one story says rock ordered the woman to do this and another said that the woman did this to protect the baby from rock either way a newborn baby was placed outside in the cold ontario winter and died from exposure i was gonna say Uh,
0: probably did not take very long because it's so fucking cold out there yeah i was
1: uh i think it said the temperature and it's like northern Kawartha, so it's like cold yeah um it's so the death terrible yeah that poor th- i mean uh, no i'm not this gonna whole, say that was... this
0: whole <sighs> thing is fucking like what the fuck
1: yeah i just i I, ha- I went soft like i said so i picked like the worst case i could think of yeah, you just wanted to run um, our long weekend <laughs> i did sorry guys so uh the death did lead to an investigation and as a result 14 children were removed from the commune and placed into foster homes well this was fantastic news unfortunately that was all that was done at the time uh children's aid and the authorities were only interested in rescuing the children so they left the two men and eight remaining women behind which is like fair you're an adult you can make your own choices at least they got the children out um the timelines were all really really weird to follow here because there's surprisingly not many articles about this mm-hmm. so during the time after children children's aid came and like between this next part i don't know what happened to most of the children like no. he went from 26 to to 14 being taken away so i don't know if the remaining children were, were in the commune or had already left at that point like i know followers were like coming and going at will followers were being killed so i at this point there were 14 children that were removed and i'm not sure where the rest of the 26 were
0: the rest are a mystery <laughs>
1: they are uh, and that's kind of scary <laughs> um, so rock spiraled even further after the children were removed from the commune his torture became more extreme including nailing people to trees oh allegations God. of beating pregnant women with weapons pulling people's teeth and graphic warning once again one instance where he had removed and cauterized a man's testicles oh um again there's more on that that i chose to remove by all means google it um In September of 1988, a follower named Solange uh, Boyard had fallen ill. Our great healing Dr. God instructed her to lay on the kitchen table naked naked so he could perform his miracle work. Um, Obviously, this did not go well. And there's another graphic warning here. Rock started by punching her in the stomach and then inserting a plastic tube through her rear end. Um, He poured molasses and olive oil into this tube. He then made an incision on the side of her abdomen and pulled out a section of her intestines with his bare hands. He ripped a piece out and just stuffed it all back in and stitched her back up. And uh, Solange was left to slowly die from the digestive chemicals now leaking into her abdomen. She made it till the next day before finally passing away. Um, Oh,
0: my God. That's fucking brutal.
1: Yeah. Uh, and And I'm censoring this like yeah, i like, did my best to censor this and it's um, still a lot like holy shit. yeah like certain like i couldn't the article i read said the word poop and like i couldn't do it because it's like i feel like i can't talk about something like this and it, use the word poop you know what i mean like it just doesn't feel right yeah um no. so i really tried hard to like make this as easy for everyone as i could oh my um God. So, in an attempt to cover up this latest murder, Rock claimed that he had the ability to resurrect the dead now. Um, I don't really want to say his method of reincarnation. This is the part I left out because it's extremely graphic and extremely traumatizing. It's open on Google, but this is what crossed the line for me. I am not including it. If you want to hear it after, I could tell you. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm good. So his attempt didn't work at the end of the day and rock ordered the remaining followers to bury her somewhere outside of the grounds before they took her body away rock removed one of her ribs so he could wear it as a necklace in a leather case around oh his neck God. this guy what the, f- <laughs> what the so heck? uh i know <laughs> another article i read uh similar story here but slightly different and i wanted to share it just to to be fair so the other article i read alleges that solange was buried immediately after her death and then exhumed for a fake wedding so rock could complete his re- reincarnation ritual so the idea is they bear they dug up her body put her in a wedding dress and like propped her up for a wedding
0: what the hell?
1: um it also alleges that he buried her after the ritual was completed exhumed her again at the request of another commune member then took the rib and cremated her um i hope to god this isn't the case because i could not imagine like if her spirit lingered to be exhumed twice That's so- i could not imagine yeah no i'd be um, pissed off spirit <laughs> yeah i hope she's haunting the hell out of him and that's not even me joking i'm not trying to be an asshole right now um So over the next few months, Rock really, really started to crumble. Like, as if it could go further, it did. Um, His followers lost more trust by the day. His abuse and claims of powers and godliness became too much to handle. Uh, Rock himself even seemed to be afraid. He allegedly passed off one of his two-year-old children to a friend to take care of because he knew he was no longer capable of taking care of the children. So, um, but he did not stop what he was doing. So, so some members realized
0: the... that he's going crazy but he didn't want to fully admit he was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was okay. a very very weird situation. Um and th- there were still other children, but for some reason this one child, I don't know if it was like a like a chosen one situation. Um but he passed this child off to a friend. Uh, as far as I know, the friend adopted it, raised it as her own child is fine. Um so some members of the start are wow. <laughs> some members of the cult started to flee around this time but a few loyal members stuck around until the bitter end Uh, in November of 1988 another member of the commune Gabrielle Lafelle uh, complained that she had a toothache Rock's solution was uh, to take out all of her teeth with pliers later that night he chased her with a knife and uh, cut the tendon of one of her hands uh, so he like slashed her Uh, Gabrielle fled the commune and found care at a woman's shelter but Rock was somehow able to contact her and charm his way back into her good books uh gabrielle returned to the commune for a short amount of time and uh part of me really wants to yell what the fuck here but at the same time like this woman was probably exactly she was so broken that Mm -hmm. she she saw him as safe like that was all she knew for over a decade at this point was him yeah so i got angry don't get me wrong i was like what the fuck why did she go back but like you really have to understand in this situation they are not whole human beings at this point no um in july of 1989 uh, rock decided that gabrielle needed further treatment on her hand that he stabbed the year before uh, and this is the last graphic warning of the episode uh he stabbed a knife through her hand into the kitchen table to anchor her down as he severed her arm from the shoulder joint <gasps> he left her to lay in agony on the kitchen floor until the stump was cauterized the next day oh The um, again next day. Uh, again, conflicting stories here, the other article I read said she was uh left in the kitchen for several days and that they had to cut away infection before cauterizing her. Oh my
0: God, oh my God Oh my God <laughs> so um
1: either way, she suffered um on August sixteenth only a few short weeks after this horrific ordeal. Gabrielle managed to escape from the commune once again um so this is two weeks later. she literally just had her arm removed and cauterized, and she fucking got out, so uh, good for her, she finally did yeah. it. Um, she hitchhiked to a hospital just north of Toronto, where she initially made up a lie about being in a car accident. Um, obviously, the doctors didn't believe her based on her horrible injuries. Uh, they called the police in to investigate further, uh, believing it was some sort of like domestic abuse case. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle caved and told them what Rock did to her, but not anything else. She just said, "Yes, he did this to me. That's it." That's it. So okay. he was initially sought out for charges of aggravated assault. Um, <laughs> he cut her arm off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On August 19th, uh police visited the commune only to find that the Aunt Hill kids had fled, either back to Quebec, back to their families, either way, they had disbanded and were nowhere to be found. Um so it's actually unknown what happened to most of the members.
0: Oh, interesting. So,
1: we can hope that they went back to their families, maybe they lived a happy life of forest people elsewhere. I don't know. Um but they were gone at this point on october 6 1989 police finally caught up with rock and on the same day giselle broke down and told the police about solange's death and the other horror stories from the commune so initially rock was facing 12 years in prison for the aggravated assault uh, for which he pled guilty to using his charm in court he won the judge over who then reduced the sentence to 10 years because rock quote seemed to show remorse for his actions (laughs) good old canadian justice system
0: yeah gotta love it
1: halfway through the trial however solange's body was uncovered and a new charge of first degree murder was brought forward the defense argued that it couldn't possibly be premeditated murder because he was trying to cure her and not kill her which fucking fine like i'll give that to them but in the end they settled for second degree murder uh which had a sentence of life imprisonment with the chance of parole um i tried really hard to look up how that worked in canada because he had a release date yeah with life with chance of parole so i think in canada you have to serve like a life sentence is 25 years and if i don't know if you have to be released after those 25 years or if there's a probationary thing um i did try to look into it but i i I fell asleep (laughs) but
0: like a life sentence is 25 year that's not a life sentence
1: no i feel like a life sentence should be like Until your average you die, life expectancy <laughs> 84 at least like if you're gonna slap a number on it make it like a life expense expectancy like 85 or something you know what i mean yeah. like um so yeah i'm not i don't quite get the sentencing here but that's fine um so he was sentenced in 1993 he did apply for parole in 1999 and 2002 but was denied uh his official like up for parole but would probably be released because he served his 25 years date would have been in t- 2014 would have um rock served his sentence quietly but he wrote poems and made artwork which he sold online so he did have like a weird like online sort of like you know those people who are fascinated by serial killers and shit but yep. like not in the cool way like us yep um throughout his incarceration he still took visits from three of his wives named francine nicole and chantelle uh other members of the commune were brought in on various charges facing sentences ranging from like 18 months to nine years so i think there was a total of like three four other people brought on charges. Okay. Um, His children, which were now rumored to be over 30 total, were all in foster care or the care of relatives and are presumed to have gone on to live happy lives, but there was no follow-up because you can't follow a child in this sort of scenario so we're just uh, to make everybody feel better they're all rocket scientists now and they're doing amazing um on february 26 2011 three years before his scheduled release rock was found stabbed to death in his cell following an altercation with another inmate he was 63 years old no r-i-j-k i I hope you rot yeah like i don't
0: even feel bad for you um the other
1: prisoner was charged with his death i couldn't find his name like but he did get another murder charge and he was like, "Fuck it, I do it again." Yeah, he's like, Fuck. <laughs> I love that attitude. <laughs> like, <laughs> he
0: did the damn deed.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was fucking brutal. That was um
0: one didn't even know that was in Ontario. That's terrible. No, me
1: either. It's I don't know if it's that it doesn't happen in Ontario or we just haven't found it yet. But that, this is the only one I know of in Ontario, and it's like, yeah, we've all just suppressed lot.
0: it because it's so fucking brutal. <laughs>
1: literally. <laughs> but yeah, there's um I left out quite a bit of details because I couldn't bring myself to say it out loud to be honest. Um I appreciate I, that though. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys want more details, it you literally just google Ant Hill Kids and it's there. It's there.
0: That's disturbing as fuck and like it's just crazy how we always end up picking the kind of like not the same episodes but the same kind of mm-hmm. like background like theme yeah. almost
1: yeah we've been doing that since day one where we would have very similar That's because crazy. we have the same brainwave, i think so too we're like those twins
0: oh my god yes <laughs> but like we have to start walking in like unison now
1: but like uh, it's just, but no i do like that we do that it's, and we don't talk about it i think we've said this multiple times we don't tell each other what we're doing until no. like we start we talking so we, it's it's really cool that we accidentally do like themes yeah but it's just—it's just, We're it's just, just the crazy. Best.
0: <laughs> it's just crazy that people can manipulate the human mind that way.
1: It's—it's it's so unimaginable. Like you know, you're sitting here thinking, "I would never be that person." Yeah. But when you're like beaten and worn down in and, that situation, you know, in the middle of the woods with no obvious escape, like. Yeah you just i guess you give up i don't know i don't know if it's uh i think a lot of it too is the the mental state of the person going into the situation yeah like if they're already uh for lack of a better term weak Mm -hmm. um it's just a death sentence yeah put it lightly
0: (laughs) it's true and it's just like it's just absolutely it it has to all the whole thing is just fear at that point yeah it's just you're too scared to leave because you don't want to die because if you try to leave and you get caught, your arm is going to get fucking cut off, man. So Yeah, literally.
1: Know. And then there's uh, the people who believe what he says. You know, yeah. like, if you leave, God will smite you or whatever. Like, why why do they want God to smite them? Like, yeah. There, it is. It's all fear-based. It's all... Yeah, it's, it's fucked. I love learning about cults. I don't love reading what they did in the cults, but I love reading about the leader and how he like worms his way in and all of that stuff because yeah. it's just i don't know the human brain man it's fucking fucked man okay fuck Char- i i did a whole project on charismatic leaders in my sociology class i did i took sociology psychology and anthropology in grade 11 and i think 12 did you do it in 12 i think so i don't know but i did a, a project on charismatic leaders And mean my, my teacher was like this is great but like what the fuck holly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's so fascinating that people have that power over other people yeah and it happens Even to though, this day yeah donald trump yeah he's a say- charismatic leader yep. like we all know nothing he said made sense but his supporters fucking worship him they think he's a messiah they think he's the savior of america did you
0: hear that he went to some wedding
1: and- yeah and he fucking made a speech about like oh they voted me out yeah. <laughs> like I got what all a fucking a the-
0: and you worshipped him (laughs) crazy who one? who the fuck is inviting him to a wedding
1: no he just crashed it because it was at his resort in florida it was at like the mar-a-lago or whatever the fuck he golfs at and yeah he apparently the couple was like stoked because they were trump fans but like can you imagine like a normal person like you're having your wedding and like okay maybe it's funny that donald trump shows up maybe he does a speech saying you know i hope you have a happy marriage and maybe that's a little bit funny but when he gets up there and he's like oh you guys fucked up you could have had another term with me now they're bombing like what the fuck like Like, at least make it funny (laughs) can you
0: imagine like being like those like part of that family where you like hate donald trump and you're like sitting there just trying to eat your dinner and he like shows up like i would have left i would have like tackled him (laughs) shit i would have like full-on gone yeah you know what Fuck Throwing it. your
1: wedding chicken at him.
0: What like. yeah, like, the fuck? Start booing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Like what but yeah, no,
1: hell? he's he's the most uh modern example of a charismatic yeah. leader because X amount of society knows that he's fucked up, but X amount of society thinks he's the greatest. Yeah. It's... Before that it's like Charles Manson, before that it's like Hitler, like drink the kool-aid guy yeah i was gonna say that i don't remember it, but the kool-aid i can't remember his name right now but drink the kool-aid y'all know (laughs) it's just
0: fucking nuts and then also um if you guys have been watching that derek chauvin murder trial yes oh my gosh i can't believe we forgot to talk about that it's been absolutely (sighs) insane and heartbreaking and oh like there's just just no words to it and it's not on
1: for the weekend right like it's only during the
0: yeah but i think it's on yeah. today i think it's like half a day just... oh right it's friday yeah
1: um yeah i i will say i've never watched a live court proceeding and i i think it's interesting watching it happen live but yeah. i can never be a fucking lawyer are you kidding mm-hmm. me i would have i would have yelled at the def- defense team like every time they spoke i would be like fuck off like, yeah. like the cop <laughs> the, the, the patient like, as fuck you yeah know, i don't like him at shit. all no i don't like him either and uh, i keep seeing this statement and i also want to mirror that sentiment uh george floyd is not the one on trial he's yeah, not no. so he- i don't know why it keeps going to he was on drugs Like and
0: okay so
1: i'm on drugs right now like do i get to die like
0: yeah so he um, needed his neck squeezed for nine minutes
1: yeah what um so it's just it's just disgusting that the defense is trying to like frame him in this light of like well he deserved to die yeah he didn't he didn't the fact is you know most crimes don't deserve a death death punishment N- most murdering babies and stuff absolutely by all means string him up and kill him. i don't care but a fake 20 dollar bill and being on drugs is not a death sentence nope. like was was he a perfect outstanding citizen in that moment maybe not but that doesn't mean he should die
0: yeah no and the whole time so, he was just like the if you just watch the videos that were it's awful.
1: I had never seen so I watched the um like the footage of his death. I'd seen it without sound, yeah. Uh, and watching it in the court proceedings with sound, yeah. I had to I had to take my headphones off. Yeah, I couldn't no, do I couldn't. it. It's absolutely brutal. So if you do watch it, just be cautious that it is quite brutal. Um, but I think it's important that we all get to see how this plays out. Yeah, because we see that the defense is losing. And if this doesn't go, you know, favorably, then we know it's fucking corrupt at this point because we're all seeing it happen.
0: Yeah, especially considering the dispatcher had alerted the sergeant saying that she thought something was wrong. wrong,
1: So that's your number one right there. Right off the bat, yeah, same. And the the one witness that was on the scene, it's like you called him a pussy ass bitch. I sure did. I sure did. (laughs) He's a pussy ass bitch. Yep. So. I don't like what the defense is doing. They, they seem to be putting every witness on, on trial. Mm-hmm. Every witness is like a bad guy, but they're not doing any actual defending here. There was one you know?
0: one witness that was like, I was just, I, I was obviously laughing because like, I'm like, this person is just so fed up and I fucking love it and I'm here for it. And they're like, D- you said, I think it was the same guy. And they're like, you said this, this, and this. And he was like, you watched the video. So yeah, obviously I did. Like you watched yeah, the video. Yeah, I think it's the same guy. I he said was it in awesome. The video. I said it in the video. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, you're awesome, dude. Like, fuck, yeah, go right for the gun. He's like, awesome.
1: Do it. Here's the thing. So they're trying to uh, paint the witnesses as being like an angry mob who were like threatening to hurt the police. So they, yeah. the police reacted defensively, which first of all, as a police officer, you should have some crowd control. Ca- like tactics yeah. and you should not be afraid of a crowd like that. I understand being nervous, but should you not be trained for that? You wouldn't One. have a crowd if you weren't on
0: his neck for nine minutes.
1: Absolutely. Two, the crowd was kept well back the entire time. We saw that in the footage. Yep. Three, of course they're fucking yelling, they're watching you kill someone. Yeah. I wouldn't be quiet. I also wouldn't stand back, but I mean, to each their own, you don't want to get injured by a police officer. I get it. But yeah it's it's fucking brutal to watch i couldn't watch yesterday i was too busy at work and yeah it's brutal that's all i've been doing all week so sorry work but I th- and i think it's important that people do watch like i said to see uh hopefully justice take place hopefully <laughs> hopefully hopefully um uh, but i think it's i think it's great that they're broadcasting it so that we can see so it's yeah. it's very i mean as transparent as they're letting it be kind of thing and yeah that was heavy so that was heavy. we'll end it on that
0: yeah come chat with us on instagram it's a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and you can email us at the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com that's it man that's it have (laughs) i hope you had a good long weekend if you got one um if you work in retail and had to deal with the karens of the world i hope you got to punch one of them in the face
1: we should have a a retail day where you can say whatever you want to customers because yeah, like fuck customers. My my sister works at a grocery store and like she was in tears yesterday because it was nonstop people being assholes trying to buy shit last minute for Easter yeah. and lockdown and all that. So uh let's leave you with a, a be nice to everybody this week unless the person's it. stupid. Don't be nice and to then him. kick them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay spooky Friday. Spooky bye <laughs> bye. <laughs>